All right. Well, welcome, John. Um, this is our first mentoring session. Today is February 13th, 2021. And um, I sent you over um, the mentoring magic document. I had you fill out the VIA character strength. And um, lastly, I sent you um, one of the IT roles um, from my book that you're going to get um, shipped out to you today which kind of answers the questions that you said you wanted to talk about in this session. So let me know where you want to start today. Um, I'm going to start from the very beginning. Uh, I want to know, like, somebody who has, like, um, like a little technical support um, <clears throat> knowledge or experience, how can someone like me break into, like, the industry? Um, like, what's the best advice for us that? Should I go to a boot camp? Should I go to entry-level IT role? What would be the best way for somebody with no IT experience at all to break into okay. the industry and actually be successful? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all of those things are going to be important, whether it's starting out with a boot camp and getting a content, uh, intense um, session on the foundation and the tools and everything that um, is required for that role. So boot camps help. Um, associations like ISACA, I don't know if you heard of them, but um, there's different computer organizations and associations that are meant for networking opportunities, and there's um, opportunities to volunteer, to meet with professionals in the field. And sometimes, like even with how I broke into one of my dream roles was I was volunteering for a cybersecurity council, and one of the leaders had me work on a project, and they seen how good I did with it. And they was like, well, we may need you for this paid position at our organization. And it just took off. So it's, it's networking associations. Sometimes you have to work for free and volunteer your services, and that's how you learn the hands-on. And um, just researching books, reading books, um, um, listening to podcasts, just immersing yourself, everything technology, because we all learn in different ways. Sometimes it's visual, sometimes it's hands-on, sometimes it's a combination. So you have to know uh, how you best learn and try to immerse yourself in everything um, that you want to go after, whether it's the, the entry-level role, or even if the executive role, learn what that requires because that's going to help you move up in, once you get into that entry-level job because you have to start somewhere, breaking into the industry at the entry level. They want to see how well you're doing, and if they see that you have the ability and the skills and the leadership um, um, expertise, then they move you up. And it can go faster than normal because you've proven yourself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I was like wondering, like, man. I, but and also another thing I was looking at is with the technical support specialist role, right? Um, I know mm -hmm. you said that's an entry level role, and that's a good way to break into the field. Um, with me, also, I have a son as well. Um, so I have, I have family and a girl. Um, we have my family. Would that be like a, enough to where I'd be able to like to support myself? Well, I don't know if you've seen the document that I sent you, and it has the salary range from um, where it starts. It starts at thirty-six thousand, and it goes up 
to eighty thousand, and um, the the mm. salary increases every year. So I don't know if that's the range that you're looking for, but to start out, and and it depends on the industry. Like I know the healthcare industry probably will pay more versus like a small um, business that doesn't have the budget. So it just depends on if you're going after these. Um, big companies that are worth billions and billions of dollars, you might get a higher salary. So I don't know if 36000 entry level is something that is suitable for you, but it goes up to 80000 for that particular okay. role. You guys, like that's a good way to like break into the industry? Yeah, and then um, with the book that I, um, I'm shipping to you, it breaks down all the 52 careers. So even if that's not – Technical support specialist is not the one for you. You can get a certification in something that you're interested in because I think you said cloud was something you was interested in too. Mm-hmm. So there's also cloud a too. network. Yeah, it's also a network operations specialist role in there too. That basically that's another name for cloud because you know you're dealing with the infrastructure, housing, and mm-hmm. hosting the um, infrastructure, and it's. You know, it's networking, basically. So that's a way to break in, too. And I think that one only requires, like, one year's experience. And you can get around the amount of experience needed if, say, you have your own home lab or something and you can show that you've actually been studying, self-studying at home, and you can build, like, a portfolio of projects that you worked on and tasks and screenshots of um, labs that you did. So just keep in mind that a lot of this self-study stuff that you can do, um, just build up um, a portfolio so when you go into those interviews, you can show them, look, I volunteered at this place or I worked on this project or these are the tools that I did, I used at home, and this is what I was able to do. So start building up that portfolio because that's another mm-hmm. way to show your experience. Okay, most definitely. Um, so in your book, does it just cover the 52 cybersecurity roles in IT or, like, uh, roles in general? It's the 52 roles, and then it's all all the coaching advice that I have along the way, whether it's negotiating your salary, whether it's your the VIA character strengths, positive psychology, um, whether it's what books that you need to get in cybersecurity to help you be more knowledgeable. So it covers like 52 um, essays of how I broke into the field and to give you feedback and coaching advice. And then the second part is where I cover all the 52 roles, the certifications that apply for that role, the salaries for that role, what education level. Um, If you wanted to go for professional development and have the funding for boot camps or um, a college degree, there's scholarships in there that you can – over 300 scholarships in there. I know you had said something like you probably don't want to go back to school, but that's an option too um, because what I find is that the more education that you have, the more leadership opportunities you're going to have and sustainability in the career because in this field, you're going to have to constantly keep learning and educating yourself. It's not a one-stop shop where you learn one thing and you just stop. You have to continuously Mm -hmm. learn because, as you know, with technology, it changes so often you got to stay mm-hmm. on top of the game when things come, when new trends come. So it's not like you stop and that's where you're at. You've got to continuously improve yourself. Gotcha. Okay. 
Most definitely, like never, never, uh, you never stop learning, huh? In this industry. Yeah. So, tell, cause you you told me you you went to school and you have a communication background, right? I do have a communication background, absolutely. Um, yeah, cause um, go ahead. Go ahead. I said. No, I was saying with communicate with communicate with communication. That's one of the key skills in cybersecurity. Cause I don't know, one of the roles in here is um security awareness professional where you're actually educating people on cybersecurity and that's one of the most mm. important roles in an in, in, in an organization is you want to educate the employees and the staff on how to protect the data so because you have a communications background you probably are a good writer or you can probably write good policies or you can probably communicate best practices so even though you have a different degree, it can still be helpful in this career. So tell me about what the communication background that you have. Um, yeah, communicate. well, originally I wanted to be, when I first went to college, I wanted to be a broadcaster, um, like against like TV and radio. Um, but after a while, after being in college for a little while, um, I noticed that um, I started to like, I started to want to be more of a STEM major. Um, uh, and in that process of wanting to become a STEM major, when I figured out what I really wanted to do in life, um, it was almost too late to, like, turn around, and I didn't want to, like, um, start all the way over. So I went ahead and finished out the degree, and I told myself I either go back to school and, um, and major in a STEM major or go to a program um, that would help me to be able to get into the field that I want to get into. Um, I got interested in IT because some of my friends were in the industry, and I saw the work that they were doing, and it just seemed so exciting and, uh, and rewarding as well. So that's one of the reasons um, I wanted to break into it, um, because I saw the reward. I saw how it was like a never-ending process. It wasn't just a one-stop shop. You, have, you all couldn't learn. Um, how to be on top of your game. And a lot of them were working remotely as well. Um, yeah, so. yeah, a lot of jobs are remotely right now, and you can be anywhere in the world and, and work on IT. That's the, one of the benefits of the pandemic. But, um, yeah, and so STEM, that's science, technology, engineering, and math, and cybersecurity and tech world covers all those domains of STEM. It's all part of STEM. And mm -hmm. um, there's a shortage of STEM professionals needed, and those are the jobs of the future. So you're on the right track. And even yep, with cybersecurity, well. yeah, cybersecurity, it's a worldwide issue that they need, like, millions and millions of people to fill those roles, and a lot of people don't have the skills, and they get the education, the certification, or any level of experience, you can break into almost any organization because it's a lack of people out there for that. Yeah. Another thing I saw, saw that was a lack of in the industry was, like, diversity as far as, like, it's, just a, it's a lack of women, uh, minorities, and um, queer people as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to help break into the industry by adding some diversity to it as well because um, they actually are looking for minorities and women and um and uh queer people as well so yeah yeah and that's one of the reasons why i wrote this book and was so passionate about it because 
I'm like the minority in the field. Like it's only three mm-hmm. percent of African Americans that even have these roles, and yep. it's like, wow! I wanted to write this book to like a labor of love to tell somebody that you can break into this field too. I did it, and there was a lot of resilience and perseverance that was necessary. But my thing is, if you if you really want it bad and you're persistent and you keep learning and staying on top of things then you'll get your opportunity. You'll always be ready no matter what opportunity comes. So there's only 3% of us African-Americans in the field. And and being yeah. a woman and minority and all that, it it's hard. It's hard. And you basically need a mentor, a sponsor, an advocate, all these people to bring you in and teach you the things that um, that are required because, you know, it, it, it's not a lot of opportunities or people giving us the opportunities to break into the field. Most definitely. That's one of the reasons why I reached out to you. I saw that you were a minority and you were a woman, and you were um, in, you had been in this field for for a um, for some time. And that caught my attention. I'm like, wow, she did it, and maybe I can do it too. That's one of the main yeah, reasons I reached yeah. out to you in particular um, was because you were a minority and you're a woman as well. So you had like two strikes against you, and you're still doing well in the industry. I said, let me reach out to her and see if she can mentor me to see where I need to go. <laughs> Yes, yes, and I did it, I, you know, I wrote the book because when I went started back in 1996, I was the only African-American female in my classes, and it was so intimidating, and I wish <laughs> I had a mentor back then to tell me, do this or do that, go network here or go learn this skill or go to this boot camp. But the industry was fairly new, too, and so I was just going off of my passion and desires and watching the Y2K issue with computers possibly shutting down, and I was like, okay, yeah. I need to come go save my country and go to school. But as soon as I graduated, the jobs weren't there, and I think it was a technology um disaster at the time where a lot of businesses that were in IT, um, it was like a tech bubble. Like they started losing money and it was crazy. So that was one of the aspects that I didn't get the job that I wanted. And plus I was young and female, minority, and they didn't want to take a chance on me. Yeah. So what made you back then in 1996, what made you want to break into the IT industry? Um, well, I've I was um, listening to Bill Gates. I know you're probably familiar with him. And he, mm-hmm. I think he wrote a book, and he was saying that technology was going to be the big new thing, and that's what you should go after. And I um, was in um, Hearing for Community College, and um, my English professor said, I want you to write a paper on somebody that you admire. And for some reason, because Bill Gates was in the news, I said, let me research him and see how he started his Microsoft company. And once I wrote the paper and researched what he did, I was like, I know I'm in the right place. So I follow him now to this day. I use his technology and all that stuff. And he was ahead of his time back in the early 90s saying Mm -hmm. technology is the wave of the future. And I said, why not register and enroll myself and go after it? So that's what I did. Okay. Wow, I wonder, like, man, in 1996, how did you get into that? Yeah, and so, even, um, yeah, go ahead. I see that you're a consultant as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, yes. Well, I've been in the industry off and on for 20 years, and um, just recently in 2018, 
I was in a toxic environment at one of my jobs, and I was like, man, I have all this experience. I have four degrees. I have all these certifications and experience. Won't I, watch, won't, I should probably do my own thing. So um, I went to this STEM thing because I have a, a teenage daughter, and they was teaching her about STEM. And I was like, wow, this is what motivated me back in the day. And I'm like, and it's not a lot of people, um, kids learning about STEM. It's not a lot of people like me in cybersecurity. Won't I start my own business? And so that's what I did. So I got some certification training and coaching. I um, used my experience in cybersecurity with previous companies, and I started my own thing. So now I'm consulting for big organizations, and whether I want to be an employee or a consultant or do my own thing, I have the option to go either which way I want to. So I started that in 2018, and so right now I'm a full-time cybersecurity consultant for a healthcare pharmaceutical company, and um, they're worth $22 billion, and, and they're paying top dollar for me because I have the, the skills that the average person doesn't have. So it's like yeah. you can go either which way. You can be self-employed, entrepreneur. You can go work for a company. Whatever you want to do, the options are open. It's up to you. Ms. Hager, I'm going to have to ask you back up just a little bit. The phone kind of gave out a little bit. Go back to the mm-hmm. part when you were saying um, you were consultant for who? No, I am right now. I'm a consultant for a site for a pharmaceutical company that's working on COVID-19. It's um, mm-hmm. they're um, they're a 22 billion dollar company, and they um, contracted me to work on their cybersecurity awareness program and upskill okay. their staff and all that. So that's what I'm currently doing. And then I'm doing the mentoring and coaching and building my organization as I grow. Um, so. Either which way you want to do it, if you want to work for somebody, if you want to do your own thing, that option is available to me however I want to do it. Got you. So if you um, have so much responsibility, do you have like a work-life balance? That is my – that is required. I don't care where I go. I have to have the work-life balance. I have to love what I do, and I have to be – um, schedule everything in. So I have a family, I have a personal mm-hmm. life, and I have my career. And you have to, like, block off time for self-care, whether it's exercise, whether it's eating right, whether it's going to your health care appointments, whether it's taking care of your family. That is key. Like, I don't know if you heard me before, but I left the toxic environment because I did not have the work-life balance. And one thing mm-hmm. in cybersecurity is that um, – it can be stressful, and sometimes they require you to be on 24-7, but I said that's just something I can't do. So I pick certain roles where I can have that 9-to-5 life and mm-hmm. particularly, you know, blocking off the time to work in between certain hours, get my sleep through certain hours, and do the self-care and all that stuff in between hours. So you have to be good at time management, and that's one of the topics that I cover in my book. Because work-life balance, you won't be good for anybody if you don't set that time and priority right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So that's key. Okay. That's key. Yeah. So I was like, wondering, like, how Because like, work-life balance is very important to me. You know, so I got a family, too, as well. So I want a baby to enjoy life, and I just work, 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 and no play. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, for instance, there's certain roles where, like, 
say, for instance, you're dealing with incidents and a hacker attacks the company at like the, in the middle of the night, you might be on call as an incident responder to log in and help with the forensics or something. So there's certain roles that, that might require you to be on call 24-7. So I particularly stay away from some roles that, or some employers that require me to be available 24-7. So that's another thing to consider when you're taking a role. Make sure that you're not taking an on-call role where it's going to require you to just be on call 24-7. So you can be cheesy mm -hmm. about that. Okay. Most definitely. Most definitely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to your book. Um, you said, what, what, what time will it be here? I'm shipping it. I'm shipping everything out today. So I'm doing the UPS, and I think they take two days or something. So you'll have it by Monday, probably. By Monday. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, as far as like yeah. certifications, like what certification do you recommend um, me getting? As far as like how many should I get as well? Well, um, to start out, um, I think I mentioned to you CompTIA, um, CompTIA mm -hmm. A+, Plus, CompTIA Network+, Plus, and CompTIA Security+. Plus. I don't know if you've seen the documents that I sent over to you today, but there's even some other certifications if you're going to technical support route. And I just shared this one with you because this is the entry level, but you'll get when you get my book, you'll see all the roles and all the certifications that require. But I think that learning the help desk CompTIA, how to actually troubleshoot a computer. I think that's foundational and where most people should start so they understand how to actually break a computer apart, put it back together, figure out when it's down, what to do, and what um, command line instructions do I have to put in to troubleshoot. I think that's the basic foundation because if you go after one of these higher roles, they're going to expect you to already know the foundation. Yeah. So well, that's definitely. what I recommend. I started out learning CompTIA. And there, I think there was one, uh, another one that was very entry level. I think it was like um, IC3 or something like that, and it was just giving you the foundational skills, like talking about the customer service and all that type of stuff. But I just think to be well-rounded and to never be that person that gets laid off, Continuously educating yourself and getting the foundation and building on that, um, you'll be fine. You'll always have job security because you'll have the foundation, you'll have the certification, you're continuously learning, and then and, and you won't be the one that's on the chopping block. Yeah, most definitely. Have you seen anybody in my position who had, like, little IT experience actually blossom and become successful in this industry? Going the route that I'm going. Yeah, I think I think you're smart to even be reaching out to me. To be honest, <laughs> I think I think that's the first step because, like I said, there's only three percent of people like me in this industry, and it's because we don't see people that look like us, or we don't have the mentors or the sponsors, is why we don't get the opportunities. So, just the first step of you even reaching out and saying, how do I break into the field? Who do I talk to? Who, All that. I think you're on the right track. And I think by you seeing my memoir and my book and the journeys and all, all the vast opportunities, the 52, because most people don't even know it's 52 careers in the tech industry. 
and mm-hmm. they don't know that there's scholarships out here if you want to get the boot camp or the certification or the college degree. Like, that's why I put this book out here for the person that said, okay, I want to start in this industry. Where do I go? What is the resource? What, what do I need? What certification? So that's what this book is all about, and that's why I wrote it, because I wanted to be that person that I need and when I first started out because none of this existed. So yeah. I think you're on the right track. I appreciate you. I'm trying to say it. But, um, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> Whatever yeah. I can do to try to break into the industry, I'd be successful in it. That's what I'm willing to do. So, um, yeah, when I saw you, I said, I, I got to reach out to her. I feel like she has some answers that I need. <laughs> Yeah, and I think you took the via character strengths. Did you get a chance to see what your top five strengths were when you took the assessment? I did, actually, um, but I didn't. Uh, let me see. Uh, the email, is it still in my email? Or I remember when I took it, it showed me. But yeah, I'm looking at it now. It, it, says your okay. top strength, cool, cool. it says your top strength was spirituality. Did you know that? Yeah, I did see that. I just didn't know. I didn't download the results, but I did see that. Um, I did look at yeah, it. I can, yeah, I can send it to you. I have access to it. But that's cool that your top strength is spirituality because that it, that makes you well-rounded. And if you're facing a difficult time, like say, for instance, you go after that job and you, someone says no or whatever, that your spirituality strength is going to guide you to say, look, with God, I know that anything is possible. So your, that strength of spirituality is going to help you through perseverance and the no's that you get or the yeses that you get so you can celebrate. So spirituality is key, and that's one of my top strengths, too. It's, it's got me through a lot. Yeah, most definitely. I can't do it by myself. <laughs> I can't yeah. do it by myself. So, um, yeah, and so you got that honest- is my top strength. Yeah, spirituality and then honesty, which is so important because when I see honesty, I think of integrity too, and that's something mm-hmm. in cybersecurity with dealing with hackers and cybercrime. They're going to look to you to be the trusted source um, for giving them the information. I don't know if you noticed, but over the last couple of years, there's been like a lot of misinformation campaigns out here where people can't trust the information that they're getting. And so honesty and being that fact-based person is key. So I like that your top, one of your top strengths is honesty because that's a, a major important quality to have. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, I have worked in several roles where integrity was um, was needed, especially I, I came from a banking field where before I work where I work now, I was working at a bank. And uh, when you're dealing with people's information and people's money, integrity goes a long way. <laughs> goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. So um, the different jobs that you had is interesting because even if you worked in banking, there's a lot of high-paying cybersecurity jobs in the financial industry, too. I don't know if you consider, like, using the experience you had and um, your previous experience in breaking into cybersecurity based on the knowledge that you already have because it takes experience from other industries, too, to do good in these roles for cybersecurity. Have you considered that? Yes, I have considered. Um, that's actually one of the things I was looking at when I was working at the bank um, was working in cybersecurity. Um, luckily, I have found the opportunity, um, but that – 
but it never left my it never left my brain. Like I always thought about, hey, going back to working in cybersecurity, or even like not even not just cybersecurity and the technician in general. They need coders um, as well um, in the in the in the banking industry, um, cloud computing, all the above. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely did think about cybersecurity heavy though when I was there. But the thing is that I still was lost as far as like trying to find my way or trying to like, man, how can I break into this industry? Um, and so I started talking to a couple of my friends, like go to a boot camp, go to a boot camp, and they'll probably give you the, um, the steps that you needed because even though I can learn it on my own, I'm sure, I'm, I know what type of learner I am. Um, I, I like the classroom setting. I like having a mentor help me and guide me. It's not just depending on being self-taught based on, like, websites and things of that nature. I feel like that can be a good asset. But for me to mm-hmm. really grasp the knowledge of cybersecurity or the tech industry in general, I'd rather have a mentor or somebody who can guide me in the right mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. as well. So that's why I was hesitating to try to, you know, apply something yet because I wanted to make sure I had overall knowledge of the tech industry, uh, which is why I'm I'm pursuing this boot camp as we speak. (laughs) Yeah, because you told me it was the global IT that you was looking into. Yep, global IT. That's a term I'm looking into. Uh, My mom was um, actually um, in the process of getting accepted into global IT. Um, Everything's looking good so far. Um, Actually, I should have an answer by next week uh, whether Mm -hmm. I got accepted into the program. Or uh, not, but um, everything looking good so far. I've been keeping up with them. They've been keeping up on me, and um, if everything goes right, I'll be starting not next week, the week after that, because I, I supposedly supposed to find out next week. So, hope everything goes well, so I can go ahead and get started with my um, my so which uh, program tech, my I, career. Which program are you going after there? Which one program they're going to teach you? Um, well, I'm going to get several certifications from there, um, not just one. Um, they said, I mean, I have it. I still have until next week to decide. <laughs> um, okay. Right okay. now, I know that cloud computing and cybersecurity are strong, and they're not going anywhere at all. Um, mm-hmm. I know people need both as well. You can mm-hmm. always, always, always need cybersecurity. Like always, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't get around that. Not having cybersecurity, especially if you're a Fortune 500 company, um, as well as cloud computing, that seems to be like a new wave as well. Uh, with cloud computing, um, that seems to be a big thing as well. Um, but either 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 route is 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 um, is rewarding. Um, yeah. I just can't wait to get your book too, so I can like look through the book as well, mm-hmm. so I can like. Uh, weigh my options or which route I really want to go and to focus and stay in a direction um, as well. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah, and did you see the recommended books in the document that I shared that's on there? Um, there's some books that you can find on yeah. cybersecurity and self-help. I don't know if you're a reader, but these are some good books that were recommended if you want to learn, like, the beginnings of cybersecurity or hacking or networking, social engineering, um, security operations like incident handling, threat modeling, even the cybersecurity dictionaries, because, you know, we use a lot of acronyms, but everybody don't know what they mean, so even having the Mm -hmm. terminology is important. 
Yep, yep, most definitely. So as far as cybersecurity for you, has it always been, like, exciting? Or has sometimes have you had, like, um, like dull moments? Does that make sense? You know what? One of my strengths is love of learning, and I see that's one of yours, too. And because I'm constantly reading news articles or going to seminars and learning about cybersecurity, like, all because I stay on top of what's going on, like, I can go to another employer, I can, you know, do my own thing. All these things, because you love learning, you stay on top of the field, the opportunities are endless. And that's what drives me and keeps me motivated because I'm passionate about learning things. And that's just what, and because cybersecurity and tech field, you've got to constantly learn, it keeps it exciting. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, most definitely. I I, I was wondering because um, sometimes in some industries, some people get they get uh branked out on on like the industry they're currently working on. But you said with you, it's always a learning experience. You you tend not to get burnt out, huh? Well, like I said, you you got to pick the right job. You probably wouldn't want to be somebody that's on call twenty four seven dealing with incidents and breaches <laughs> all the time. And yeah. that's why you choose, like, maybe if you're doing cloud, that's probably not going to be something where somebody wakes you up in the middle of the night. If they have a backup system, it won't go offline, and you won't be called at 6 a.m. in the morning or 12 o'clock midnight and all that. But if you're an incident handler, time is of the essence, so they're going to call you immediately and say, look, we need you. And no matter if you're with your family or not, if they're paying you and you're on the clock, then... Time, time is important. So you have to just find that work-life balance, and you have to pick and choose because you'll know if an environment is toxic or not. If somebody is not considering you as a human being and just a product, then you can feel that. You know what I'm saying? You know. You know Mm -hmm. this might not be the right job for me. If they don't want to give you the vacation, if you're burnt out and they don't want to you know, respect your time, then that's a sign too. So you got to be on the lookout and speak up for yourself when you see something that's not going the way you want to and it's creeping into your personal time. So you have to be aware of that anywhere you go. And that's what I literally, wherever I go, I'm trying to make the environment better. I'm trying to make sure if I need to speak up because somebody's like, okay, Sakina, I need you to do this within a half an hour and I need it, like, 12 midnight. Oh, anytime. Like, if they rushing me and stressing me out, I don't work good under pressure. And that's when you speak up and you say, look, no, I'll get this to you at this point in time, and I'll make sure I have it done to the best of my ability. Like, you got to kind of fill it out because some people will take advantage of you, and you got to speak up for yourself. And that's what I'm learning, too. you got to be an advocate for yourself and, 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 and just point things out and set those boundaries. Most definitely. Have you ever been like in a work environment where, like, so you're you're in the, you're in the cybersecurity industry, but have you ever had like an employer um, actually get stuff done, but they really don't know about the industry like that, and they just expect things to be done like like that? You know what I'm saying, with a snap of a finger, but they really don't understand what it really takes to be. Um, yeah, it's a lot of people. Like or that. have you just had like everybody, like even your, even your supervisors know about cybersecurity, or just like, hey, get this done, but they don't know about it. Like, for instance, my 20 years' experience has allowed me to get things done so fast 
the people are not realizing that it took me 20 years to be able to do this thing in 30 minutes. And, and most people don't understand, like, all the degrees and knowledge that I have, that's why I'm able to give you the best product. And most people are all about, okay, if it takes you an hour, then that's what I'm going to pay you for. But, no, you pay me for my knowledge and experience, and it's going to take a while. And if you want the best effort, it may take to the end of the day or next week or when I prioritize the other things that you already gave me. You know what I'm saying? So some people just don't know because they don't know how much time it takes. Like at my previous job, I was responsible for writing security policies. And writing, mm-hmm. and, and this is going to be shared with other people, you got to edit that stuff. You got to make sure you put in the right terminology in there. You got to break it down in simple terms so people understand it and not just be so technical. And it took a lot of like sitting at the computer all day and typing up stuff. And I'm like, look, even though I'm good at it, everything still takes time. So, you know, it takes experience to be able to do stuff so fast, and that's the best to your ability. And some people just think you're a product. And they just like, okay, I need it now like yesterday, but they don't realize how long it takes. So you get those people, too, that don't know what it takes. And that's when you speak Mm -hmm. up for yourself and you set those boundaries and you say, look, it's going to take me quite – I have to understand this. I have to read it. I have to research because a lot of research is in part of this. You have to know what the regulations are in whatever industry, whether it's financial or healthcare. There's certain – legal aspects, privacy aspects that you're going to have to understand if you're writing a policy or anything security-related. you got to know the laws that are in that state. So it's so much research and, and best practice and knowledge you got to know. And it takes a lot of time if you want to have the best product. So that's when you have to advocate for yourself and speak up. Mm. Okay. Most definitely. Most definitely. Let's see. I got so many questions. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, so with um, what do you see, like, as far as, like, cybersecurity, like, are there any, like, uh, what's, like, the new wave in cybersecurity? You know, every industry out there where, like, um, things take off or a certain – or everybody's running to a certain search is there like a certain cert that everybody should be running to in cybersecurity besides the main one, besides the beginner level? CompTIA is a good one. Um, Microsoft, is it Azure? People pronounce it different ways, but Azure, Azure. Microsoft Azure, um, Cisco certs like CCNA, which are really technical. Um, I don't know if you want to go that route, but – um, it just depends on what you're going to be doing. But CompTIA, Microsoft certifications um, are good, um, and those are known certifications, so that's what people look for. And then you work your way up to, like, um, CISSP, like Certified Information System Security Professional. That's, like, the best-known cert in cybersecurity when they see that, they're like, wow, yeah, we want you. What's the name of it? It's a Certified Information System Security Professional, CISSP. Mm-hmm. And that, is that more for like an intermediate level, beginner level? No, what? well, you can, get, you, can, um, you can get the boot camp, you can take the test, and it takes five years of experience to get the CISSP, but when you take the test, 
you become an associate, and it covers all the foundations, and there's like 10 domains that, that talk about all about cybersecurity. And that's, if, you get, if you take the test and you don't have the five years' experience, They'll still give you the cert, but you'll be known as an associate, and you can work for somebody and build up that experience, and that's the best certification to have that's really known. So I don't know if Global IT teaches that one, but that one is mm -hmm. one that if you get that one, people are like, whoa, okay, yeah, he knows his stuff because it covers every aspect and every domain of the computer, of cybersecurity, of risk, cloud, all that stuff. So that's a good one. Okay. Good, good. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> yeah, I'm recording this, so I'm going to share it with you, too, so you'll have the recording. Okay. Most definitely. Um, let's see. What else I want to cover as far as, like, um, technology? Um, is there any route that you feel like you should have went that you didn't go? You know, did you do you regret the route that you went? Are there like what are some of the like um, I want to say mistakes, but what are some things you would have done differently to get where you are right now? You know what? When I look back at everything at the time when everybody was telling me no, I kind of stepped away from the industry for a while, and and I became like a flight attendant, a real estate agent, and I did different jobs that kind of took me away from the industry because so many people were like. She's African-American, she's woman. She's a woman, and she's young. We're not going to take a chance on her. And it kind of devastated me. I'm like, I got, the, I got the education. I'm ready to help you. There's a Y2K problem where computers are about to shut down. You need me. Why won't you give me a chance? And that devastated me, and I walked away from the career where I could have just been more persistent and just start, you know, building my own lab and, and self-studying my own and buying the books and the resources and getting the mentors and all that. So I regret me giving up when I had all those no's. But because I found the mentor eventually after years later, I went back to school and I volunteered and someone took a chance on me and I went after the professors and said, I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to find out what does it take, and then I was able to break into the field. So I regret giving up because, you know, Jeff Bezos didn't give up back then. Um, Bill Gates didn't mm -hmm. give up back then. They betted on themselves, and they stayed in the industry, whether it was a, a, a economy issue or whatever. They believed in their dream, and they didn't give up. So that's what I regret, like the time lost and where I could have invested more and probably broke in sooner. So that's what I regret. So that's that's one of the regrets. So when I look back, all those different jobs that I took, whether it was real estate or flight attendant, I found something in those roles that kind of helped me today. You know, some of those experiences use computers that help me understand, okay, what what can I do in the job that I'm in now that I'm using computers that I did when I was in real estate or retail, or whatever. So you can use all your job experience and pull those experiences out, which is going to make you a well-rounded person when you actually break into the field. So I don't regret any of that, but I just was like, wow, I could have just, you know, stuck it out a little longer. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the thing I'll be, uh, was me about to go to this now. I just need some uh, type of motivation. Well, I got the motivation. I just don't want to get to that point where I'm like, man, 
I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm just so far behind. Like, I sometimes I don't want to feel like it's too late, you know, to break into the industry. No, 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 it's not too late. It's not too late. It's never too late. Just keep staying on top, like reading articles or being a part of a network association. Just stay on top of it because, like I said, if you even stop keeping yourself knowledgeable on what's going on in this field, you will lose out because it changes so quickly. You've got to stay in and keep learning because when I walked away from the industry, I had to re-educate myself by going back to school and learning all this stuff because everything had changed. They were talking about mobile phones when I went back to school, and there wasn't a mobile phone when I went back when I started in 1996. So it's just little things you've got to stay on top of or you're going to be playing catch-up. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel, and I feel like I, I got to play catch-up because uh, I haven't broken into the industry like I really want to just yet, like I'm about to do. Um, so that's one of the things I was looking at, like, man, am I going to have to play, like, catch-up because uh, I'm so far behind because it's looking like my major or, you know. Are you – how old are you? I'm 26. You young? What you talking about? It's too late. You got plenty of time. I went back to school when I, I think I was thirty. Yeah, when I went back to school and got my um, bachelor's because in '96 I got my associate. I walked away and went into other careers, and then in 2008 I went for my bachelor's in IT security, and then I got my master's two years later and another master's. And then I started getting the certifications, but like I, it was like a whole gap where everything had changed because I stopped learning and staying on top of the field. So just don't let that happen. Just buy the books and stay in in those seminars and keep self studying and stuff. Even if the opportunity doesn't come right away, if you got the foundational skills and the certifications and you keep them up to date. Because another thing, when you get the certification, they expire if you don't continuously learn and get the education. So that's another thing you need to keep in mind. Don't let those certifications lapse because they're continuous education units that you have to keep in order to maintain that. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, yeah. Let's see. So I see you filled out the mentor. Um, what did you think about that exercise, the mentoring magic, where you were thinking about people like Jeff Bezos and Barack Obama and things of that nature? How was that exercise for you? Um, the exercise was pretty, I like the exercise. It was nice. Um, made me do some thinking. <laughs> so so um, I like the exercise. Well, let me ask you this. What was the purpose of the exercise? It was just so I can get an idea. I wanted to get some information from you so I can get to know you better because this was our first exercise. And I just wanted to get what your mindset um, was because, like, for instance, I see here, says my advice would be to never give up on my dreams, pray, man. Like, just knowing what's your purpose and, and what's your goals and stuff. It was just more of a just to get to know you better. And have you think mm-hmm. about what do you expect out of a mentor? Who do you look up to? Some people don't even take the time to even realize, like, you know, what do I see in somebody else that I can find in a mentor or that's something that they did in their career that can motivate me? So it was just a, a brainstorming exercise. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
That was a nice exercise. I, um, I appreciate it. Um, let's see. I think yep, I... so you said you'll know next week as far as the global IT, um, um, which program you're going to go after and all that. So it sounds like you're on the right track and you're thinking about cloud and cybersecurity. And you said it's more than one certification program? It is. Um, right now, the original I was looking at was the cloud computing. Um, that because it's a big wave right now as far as like um, the, the tech industry is new, um, mm -hmm. but because the cybersecurity on the other hand has been here forever and it's not going anywhere as well. Um, well, I'm gonna tell and, you, you probably need to know both of those. So if you have the opportunity mm -hmm. to get, because cybersecurity is more like a niche. That's like you already knowing how the tools and computer work, and then you, you're learning how to protect the data and information from actually being destroyed or damaged. So you kind of want to learn both of those because you want to learn the infrastructure and you want to learn the specifics of protecting data. So they're not separate. They're kind of like work hand-in-hand. -hand. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I um, – I was if, if I'm really thinking about doing. Um, originally, I wanted to do cloud first. Um, so, with that being said, I still might do cloud first now with that. What they yeah. basically just gave me. Yeah, so. I think so. I think that's the best route because they're going to teach you the basics of um, hosting, and then on top of that, um, what security within that hosting cloud that you need to lock down and hurt in the system. So you kind of getting the foundational first, and then you work on the cybersecurity of protecting that cloud. So you're, mm. I think you should start with cloud first. Okay. Say no more. <laughs> I'll definitely start with mm. cloud first then. Um, let's see, what other questions do I have? Uh, I have so many more questions. <laughs> Before I, well, I we can definitely schedule another <laughs> session um, every month if you want to meet. Just let me know, and we can set up something now, or we can set up something when you follow up with me, however you want to do it. Um, we can meet at the same time, um, whenever. Um, so that's that's up, totally up to you. Okay, most definitely. But I do appreciate your uh, time for, um, for talking to me and um guided me as well. I would definitely be keeping in contact and in touch. Um, I look forward to reading your book as well. Yeah, so. I'm shipping it out to you today, and I'll follow up with the tracking number with you so you can have it, and um, let it'll let you know when it's coming. Okay, most definitely. I'm looking forward to it so I can read it and apply this information. <laughs> yes, yes, and good luck with Global IT and the, um, getting their approval to go through the program, and I think you're on the right track. You're starting at the right time, you're reaching out to the mentors, you're getting the books, you're getting the training, you're on the right track. You're doing everything you need to do. So don't put so much pressure on yourself and thinking that it's not going to work. You're doing everything possible. And just keep learning and keep being curious, and you'll be fine. I appreciate you. Because sometimes I do feel like I'm on the right track. Am I doing what I was supposed to do? It's just, uh, just so much. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it. You're doing the right thing. I can tell you that from experience. I appreciate it. Um, so was that's there pretty much else? all I have. 
No, man, that's pretty much everything I have to cover for the most part. Um, okay. Did you okay, want to meet again in 30 days, or you want to follow up with me later and let me know uh, what other information you need for me to gather or talk about later? Um, I'll probably follow up with you as I go along. I feel like that would be the best way to go about it. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, it was so nice talking to you, and I'll follow up with the recording with you and the tracking number um, for the book and all that good stuff. And thank you so much for your time. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you too, Ms. Tanzio, okay? All right. Take care. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Bye.